experiment called life is the best. <laughs> I like Spanish Jeff. No porn after nine? I'll tell your friends if you had fun. <laughs> I'll still have laser guns for sale. Well, I don't know. Susan's son has one of these, and they work just fine. <laughs> Whenever I see you, nobody believes Hello everybody, Alex McKenzie here from an experiment called Life. Um, yeah, so I'm going to flash up the old podcast again. Haven't done this in a while. Um, my original plan was to try do one every week or like whenever I would bump into comedians on the road and then I could do that. Um, but this whole new uh, transition in life, doing full-time comedy from my old job, uh, yeah, it's been been a lot man there's been a lot to learn and it's a lot busier than I ever thought it was going to be I always tell people that I work harder now than I ever worked at my old uh, regular nine to five job but uh, yeah gonna start trying to put these out every Thursday and just use it as like a reflection tool just a way for me to talk stuff out Um, probably gonna be garbage for a while anyway just because I'm having a conversation with myself which I guess I should be good at by now, right? <laughs> like, I spend so much time alone. But usually I have my dog to talk to, at least. You know, just bounce things off of Finley. He uh, doesn't give me a lot of insight, that guy. But he's there, you know, wagging his tail. I feel like he just green lights everything. Doesn't matter what I say. He's like, yeah, let's do it. I'm on board. Which is another thing I thought about dogs. How good are dogs' attitudes? Like, Finley, it can be, like, four in the morning, and Finley's just passed right out. And I could just go over there, shove him, wake him up, be like, hey, come on, we're going. And he immediately up, ready to go, wagging his tail, on board. Where are we going, Dad? I'm in. And he doesn't even know where we're going. <laughs> Imagine you did that to your buddy. Just go to your buddy, 4 a.m., just walk over, smack him in the belly. Hey! Wake up, we're going. Like, fuck. Where are we going and why right now? Like, your buddy's going to have a handful of questions for you and probably a fist to your face for waking him up that early. Not a dog, though. Always on board. Always down. Anyway, (laughs) I am now in... uh, I'm in Australia. That was uh, quite the trip. Everyone always told me uh, I'm here for three months. So I'm doing like a three-month tour of Australia. I'm doing all their festivals. So they've got a couple French festivals and a comedy festival because it's their summer over here. So it, uh, I'm in Perth right now. And I'm here, what is the date? It's January 16th. So I'm here until February 3rd. And then I fly to the... Gold Coast to go see my lovely friend Eloise Knees, which uh, I think I mentioned her in one of the first podcasts, but she's probably the biggest reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. She's an Australian tattoo artist, and she uh, I met her at a wedding, and she ended up coming and living with me for a couple months while she was in Canada, and uh, yeah, really shaped my whole view on life, really helped me start following my heart instead of my bank account and uh, maybe believe in myself. So it's going to be super cool and refreshing to go see 
her. She can fill me back up with all that love energy and uh, send me on my way. So I'm there. When do I go there? Yeah, February 3rd. And that's on the Gold Coast. And I'm hanging out there until February 12th, I believe. And then actually me and Eloise, we're flying to Adelaide. Then I'm at the Adelaide Fringe Festival from February 14th, Valentine's Day, until... What day am I there till? Till March 1st, I believe. So then March 1st, then Eloise is going to fly back home to Coffs Harbor. And then uh, I'm going to head to Tasmania, where I'm going to go meet up with my man Chris Franklin, the very, very funny uh, comedian here in Australia. And uh, yeah, another big reason why I'm here, Chris is a guy that I met at the... Okanagan Comedy Festival and the Kamloops Comedy Festival this summer and uh, Yeah, so I'm gonna go stay with him in Tasmania and then we're doing some shows there and Then after that we head to uh, Melbourne or as they call it over here Melbourne and uh, <laughs> Honestly, I'm thinking of opening so tonight's my first night getting on stage. I'm doing a comedy club in uh, Fremantle it's called it's like a Fremantle comedy factory and uh, it's just like a showcase show, so I'm going to go there and do, uh, do a little spot there. But I'm honestly thinking of opening the show <laughs> by saying, uh, oh, it feels so great to be here in Melbourne, because if there's one thing that everyone will correct you on right away, even if they're Canadian, like the one thing that every Canadian seems to know about Australia is that it's not Melbourne, it's Melbourne. Uh, they, they, they don't call it Melbourne, they call it Melbourne. So when you get over there, make sure you do that. So I thought it would be really funny if today I just opened my show. by going, feels great to be here in Melbourne. And just watch people's heads explode and say, oh, first of all, you're in Perth. Second of all, it's Melbourne. <laughs> and then what I want to do is I want to try and convince everyone, because it drove me nuts in Canada how many people... We're telling me it's Melbourne. They're like, oh, it's not Melbourne, it's Melbourne. And it was driving me bonkers. So I think what would be really cool is if I could get a bunch of, uh, what is that rattling going on out there? Oh, whatever. Um, I think it'd be really cool. <laughs> Back to the music. If, uh, if I could get a bunch of Australians calling it Canada. Like, actually, it's not pronounced Canada. It's, uh, we, we call it Canada, but we're just so polite that we don't ever correct anyone on it. <laughs> that, that'll be good. I mean, look how polite we are. I mean, Iran just shot down a plane full of our people. And we're like, hey, man, like, you better say sorry. <laughs> Ah, uh, let's not get political here. Because I have no idea what I'm talking about. So, then I go to Melbourne, and I'm there from probably March, what? Like March 18th until March, or till like April 10th is when my visa expires. And then I'm going to go to... I think I'm going to take a trip to Bali. You can fly to Bali so cheap from here. 
I just talked to a guy actually in the elevator when I went to go get my iced latte for my morning. And uh, he's got a round trip from Perth to Bali for 300 bucks. So I think to cap all of this off, I might go take a week in Bali. It's like just vacation time for downtime to crash out which will be super cool. Either Bali or New Zealand. I'm going to go to one of those two, I think, and then I'll head back home. And uh, yeah, the flight over here, let me tell you. So people told me the whole time when I told them I was coming here for three months, and was like, dude, you're not just going to stay there for three months. You're never coming back. It's unbelievable. And as soon as I got off the plane, I was thinking, you know what? These people are right. I don't know if I'm coming back. And it didn't have to do with the fact that like Australia is really, really good, but everything to do with the fact that that flight is really, really, really bad. It is terrible, man. It's like, it was 23, no, that's a lot, 21 hours in the air. But like for your travel time, it's like close to two days, man. So like, cause I came from Prince George. So I left Prince George on Friday at 7.30 p.m. Then I flew to Vancouver, so that was an hour flight. And then I was in Vancouver from about 8.30 or whatever, like 8.45, 9 o'clock-ish, until my flight didn't leave until 1 a.m. So then you're sitting in the airport for three or four hours. Uh, Then you get on the airplane, and that was with... uh, Southern China Airlines, I think, was who I flew with. And it was a, how long was that flight? That flight was 13 hours, which, I mean, I should have been used to. I worked at a pulp mill. I mean, if you you can't sit in a chair for 12 hours, you're not cut out to work at the mill. So uh, I feel that kind of prepared me for the trip, which was good. But it's still, it's just, it's awful, man. Like you're sitting there 13 hours straight and you've already been traveling like and up for however long. Um, and then after that flight, you, I got to China and I'm not even going to try to pronounce, I say it not, I'm going to, Gangzhou, 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 China, Gangzhou, something like that. Someone tweet me, let me know what it is. And uh, then I had an eight hour layover there. And China, it, China fascinates me, man. It, uh, I really want to go check it out. Like I had the eight-hour layover. By the time you get through customs and stuff, customs in China is pretty wild. Like when you get off the plane, you have to go to like a health quarantine. And you walk through these gates and they, uh, they put you in a little gate thing. And then they, uh, they scan you and they measure your body temperature. <laughs> and I guess if you're too warm, they just like, fuck you, you're not coming in. <laughs> So that's a little interesting. Um, so I got that, did all that. And uh, then you get in there, then you have to go through the customs, you get in. Yeah, so I don't know, I probably had about six hours to kill in China, which was uh, pretty fun. I think it would be cool to like go into the city and actually see stuff. Um, and they don't have, you don't have like Google or Facebook, none of my social media worked, like my Instagram. Like Facebook, Snapchat, none of that stuff worked when I was at my layover in China. It's funny having like uh, 
it's weird because it's there, but like you can't use it. But you constantly keep like pulling it up because you're so used to using your social media all the time. It was like the equivalent of like checking the fridge, you know, like you're just like walking over and you pull open the fridge door and you look and then there's nothing. You shut the door. It was like that. <laughs> just like to keep opening the app. You're like, oh, yeah, nothing. Shut it off. Oh, yeah, nothing. Shut it off. And then, uh, yeah, the flight from China after that was eight hours to Perth. So then you're back on a plane and sitting for another eight hours. So it makes for a long go because you don't get to like, basically that whole time I never laid down horizontal. So you're like vertical for whatever that is, 40 hours or something. And then I was at the gym when I got to Perth here. I went to the gym uh, Monday, <laughs> which is great, by the way. Anytime fitness, they have them all over here. There's, uh, I think, 500 locations across Australia, which is sweet. There's like one just down from my hotel. So my same gym membership that works in Canada that I use as I tour around everywhere in the RV works here. Um, so that's super cool to know. And, uh, but yeah, I was at the gym and I was like, man, my back is killing me. I got to go see a doctor or something. I don't get it. Like I'm trying to stretch here. And then you realize you're like, dude, you've literally been sitting for like two days and you're wondering why your back hurts. Like there's nothing wrong with you. That's a completely normal reaction to have after you've been sitting for two days. <laughs> so just to lack such self-awareness. like. But then, yeah, and now I'm here. So don't know if I'm coming back. I might be. Who knows? But already met some really cool people over here. I, uh, I met a girl on the old internet, uh, Tinda. And she took me to Scarborough Beach, which I think is Scabra. And uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful beach, man. It... Uh, Definitely, like, one of the few times in my life where, like, you see something, you hear that saying, like, takes your breath away. Really did that. Like, I got so excited when I saw it. Because I've never been, like, I've never been to Mexico. I've never been anywhere tropical or that has, like, that white sandy beach with, like, that bluey green water. I've never seen. I mean, I went to L.A. That was really cool. But the water is still not quite the same. So it was, uh, it was a pretty cool experience to get to take all that in. And, uh... Yeah, this lady, like, such an interesting story, man. That's one of my favorite things, like, touring around in the RV all summer. Everyone asked me what my favorite thing was. Um, I mean, I love comedy. That truly is, I think, what my whole purpose and meaning of my life is, is I love performing and writing and doing comedy. Um, but meeting people, like, meeting people is the coolest thing in the world. Everyone has their own story. If you take the time to get to listen to these people's stories, it's uh, it's pretty fascinating. So this lady, she actually agreed and said she would come and do a podcast. So I won't tell you too much about it. I but she um, she had a she she died, so she had a cardiac arrest. She's a dance instructor, and she was teaching her dance class, and she had a cardiac arrest, and her heart stopped for I guess seven minutes. They say, and. Uh, the only reason, like, she's super lucky that they ended up, like, having to give her the defibrillator and bring her back and got her heart going again. But it was all, um, I guess they credit it because, like, everything came back. Like, her brain came back, her motor function, walking, everything. And they accredit it to uh, CPR, like, the 
her best friend, who was also a dance, I guess is the owner of the dance place that she, dance studio, I think they call them, obviously. Um, she gave her CPR the whole time until they got there with the defibrillator. And I guess they say that's why she still has all of her, uh, all of her stuff, because her brain wasn't starved for oxygen. So that's good. It's pretty wild, right? So, yeah, anyway, that story is, like, super inspiring to hear this lady who died and then came back and uh, hoping to have her on the podcast. But, mm-hmm. And then I also, people always say Canadians are super, super nice. And I don't know, like, like we are for sure. I mean, all the nicest people I've probably met in my life have been Canadian, but... Uh, also, the biggest assholes I've ever met in my life have also been Canadian. <laughs> That's the thing. When you live in one place your whole life, <laughs> That's kind of what you get. But I, so what ended up happening is just a funny story is like uh, a couple months ago, my visa got stolen and someone racked it up and uh, I still haven't got my money back yet. It's been two months, over two months now, like well over. Um, and then... I've been trying to get my money back, so I've been like phoning the visa place. Anyway, I'm in Australia now. I got an Australian SIM card, and I can't use like trying to phone visa. The one eight hundred number on the back of the card doesn't work, so they have a number for the out of country one, and I can't seem to figure out how to get that one to work either. You have to actually put a plus, which I just learned how to do a plus. If you want to know how to put a plus in your phone, you hold down the zero until the plus comes up. Fun tip. Anyway, what I did is I ended up dialing just a zero instead of the plus and then the number, and I got some Australian guy. It was hilarious, man. Like, this was, a, like, to remind you, this is 7 a.m. in the morning in Australian time that I'm calling. So that's, like, what would that be where I am back home in Canada? So minus four hours, that gives you three. So it's, like, three in the afternoon. And so I call. And uh, get this Australian dude. <laughs> and nicest guy in the world, man. Like, I, I probably just woke this guy up out of bed. And he answers the phone. He goes, uh, who are you looking for, mate? And I don't know why every time I try to do Australian, it sounds British. But uh, I figure if I just keep doing this, it'll work itself out. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, so I'm looking for, uh, for Visa, like for a credit card company. He goes, ah, oh, piss. I'll get this call all the time, mate. What you got to do is you got to, you got to push the plus and then your country code. So for Canada, it's, uh, it's zero one, I believe is your country code. So put plus zero one, and then you got to put the number in and then you'll get put through to them. And, uh, yeah, that, that's how you do it there, mate. <laughs> And I was just like, what a nice goddamn guy. Like, I woke him up out of bed, and the most, like, you know, handy dude, even telling me how to fix the problem I'm having. And this is probably a phone call he gets all the time. So you think he would be at, like, his wit's end, like, for fuck's sakes, I'm not Visa, just hang up. No, this guy's great. Or, worse, he could have pretended to be Visa, you know? He could have been like... <laughs> You're just like, oh, yeah, no, the Australian visa here. Okay, I'm just going to need your card number, expiry, and could you give me the last three digits on the back there, mate? Okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, people always say Canadians are so nice, but this guy was like, he's right up there, let me tell you. And let's not forget, 
The whole reason I'm on the phone with this Australian guy is because a Canadian stole my fucking credit card. <laughs> oh. So you can't put all people in one group. I also, uh, when I was down here, I got invited to go to um, hot, hot yoga. So this lady was asking me if I wanted to go do hot yoga. And she's like, yeah, so they heat the room up to 40 degrees and then um, then you, you do yoga in there. I was like, uh, so where do they do this? At the park? Like, I'm pretty sure all yoga in Australia is hot yoga. Like, it's 40 degrees outside. Like, you'd probably have to use air conditioning to get some of these rooms down to 40 degrees. <laughs> it's wild. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, well, that gives us that's 20 minutes of time there. Oh, yeah, I can tell one more thing about Australia is that um, the cell phones, unbelievable, like how their cell phone plans work. So you just go to a Woolies, they call it. It's a Woolworths. It's like a supermarket. So it would be like our Save on Foods equivalent or like a superstore or something like that. And you go to this Woolworths, and they just have SIM cards hanging on a rack similar to... Like how we have like gift cards on those things. They have like SIM cards and you buy a SIM card for your phone and then how you activate it, you just have to go online and you just put in your passport information. Like you don't have to talk to anybody. You just attach your passport to the SIM card so they know who it is. And then you pick a plan and the cell phone plans are so cheap. Like you can get a SIM card for like $2, which is like insane. And then my cell phone plan you just hook i just hooked it up to my visa or you can buy prepaid ones where you just like you'll have it for a month and then when it runs out it runs out or you can buy a certain amount of minutes or data um but this one yeah 40 dollars. i got a sim card and i've got unlimited everything unlimited data and they don't cap it either like use as much as you want like you can use like so far it's been like three days and i've used 30 gigs like i'm uploading my vlog with it i'm going to be uploading this podcast with it i'm doing uh everything i can with it and uh yeah after that but that's only for three months did you have unlimited everything um after three months they cap it to 60 gigs and then you pay overages from that but the thing is i'm only here for three months so that works out great another little kick from the universe in my direction thank you and uh yeah like we're getting hosed in canada man because the thing that i always heard with canada is they're like well, it's because our population's so small and our landmass is so big. But I, is that right? Because, like, Australia's got to be just as big as Canada, landmass-wise. It might be, it's probably bigger, to be honest. I don't know. Now I'm talking about shit I don't know. Anyway, whatever. It's big. And I don't know if it has that many more people, right? So, like, how come... That kind of seems like the shit end of the deal that we're getting. Maybe winter's really hard on the uh, the old towers. <laughs> Need a lot more maintenance and upkeep from the from the winter. I don't know, but yeah, it's great. Oh yeah, I also I, I quit chewing tobacco because the price of tobacco is insane over here. I actually like well, wanted to quit anyway, so I prepared myself a week prior to leaving for the trip. I quit chewing, um, so it's been like two weeks now. Uh, it's uh, January sixteenth. I haven't chewed since. The new year, basically, since January 1st. Um, and that wasn't a New Year's resolution. Uh, it's just uh, 
worked out to be convenient that that was a week before my trip. Um, and yeah, I watched a lady when I first got here. She spent $650 on smokes. And she got like, it looked like two cartons. It's like, that is wild. Like, I think a pack of smokes over here is $50. So anyway, I don't even know if they have chewing tobacco. But I'm taking this great opportunity as a way to quit. And it's going pretty good, I gotta tell you. Like, you can still feel it sometimes. Like, when I get, I'll get like frustrated. You're like, uh, easily irritable, you know. But for the most part, I'm hanging in there. And uh, yeah, pretty proud of myself for, for keeping it up and going. But anyway, yeah, I guess that concludes this thing. That went by pretty easy. Like, I was really worried what I was going to talk about. And, uh, yeah. So I hope you guys are having a great day out there. And uh, take care of each other. And I love all of you.